Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. It's Sunday, 9 a.m. It's time to have some fun, Trent. Man, I'm hungry. Cause I, I got a late lunch already. Man. You rolling in with your pants on fire. Golly. I'll tell you, I sprinted from the parking lot, and there was like the most dapper-looking guy that was coming out. I don't know. I've never seen him here before, TJ, but full suit. I, I mean, saw that guy go in. Dress well. And I'm what's like, that, what's, what's up, man? <laughs> what's that tell you? I saw him go in. That means it must have been a long <laughs> It must have been a long meeting. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, uh, anyway, so I I was uh, was uh, unavoidably t- very avoidably. So tardy. I got here a little early. Yeah, sat in my car for a second. Didn't see you pull up, so I got out. Sat in the sun for about five minutes. Didn't see you pull up. I said, well, maybe he walked was at our office across the street and walked in. I go in. I ask ask the sweet lady at the front, "Hey, you seen Patrick?" She said, "No, not unless he came in earlier." I sat in the couch for five minutes and I texted you. I said, "Hey, man." <laughs> <laughs> and you, you text me. I'm I mean, glad I did. I should have texted you when I pulled up early. Well, so you text me, and I, I, for some reason I had in my head that I just had 2 o'clock all day, 2 o'clock. I don't know why, 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock radio show. And so tonight you know that I, I'm getting to go. I'm going to go. My dad and I are going to go to the clemson C game. We might talk about that later. And basketball is sort of tradition. And so I ran home to grab my shirt and the change of clothes. And you're texting me, and I'm like, what is this guy doing? What, what is he talking about? And I don't, I don't even think about it. All of a sudden I look at my calendar, and it's like, oh, man. He's like, he is really getting proactive in his old age. I, I was pretty impressed. I don't know. So here Nobody we are. Knows. We're at the, we're, 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 we're getting through it. But, uh, we're getting I, through I, it. But I got Bossy Beulahs waiting on me. If you hadn't been to Bossy Beulahs, go to Bossy Beulahs. We're actually going to build a Bossy Beulahs. Fort Mill, yeah. We're, we're getting ready to get rolling on that thing. It's Roby, exciting. Commercial, yep. Patrick's Division, Patrick and Matt Young yep. down in Fort Mill earned that business. Go check it out. Old service station, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be awesome. And that's what the one on Freedom Drive, the corner of Freedom Drive and Berry Hill Road. If you hadn't been to the Bossy Beulah's Chicken Shack, you need to go. I'm a, I'm starving. I'll I be can there. smell it I'll from here. I'll be there in a little while. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. that apple, that it was a little apple and a tiny banana that I ate <laughs> eight hours ago. Just keep keep driving that thing in and twisting. <laughs> TJ's loving this. But Bossy Beulahs is right beside uh, Noble, Noble Smoke. Smoke. Jim Jim Noble uh, is the restaurateur yeah, of Bossy wonderful guy. Chef. Yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to have me a, what's it called? The Boss? The Butte. The Butte. There we go. You're going to go cheese oh. or no cheese? I was smiling when you said, can you say that again? The Butte. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I go cheese on you gotta everything. You got to go cheese. Yeah, and then we get some extra sauce, dump it on there. They've got, mm, yeah. You need to check Boston Beulahs out if you haven't gone. That's one thing on the west side, along with and, Noble Smoke. And I got to talk something else, too. I, I, I feel very fortunate the other night I, for the first time. My favorite restaurant, uh, I think in the whole world, uh, is Beef and Bottle. It's beside, 
beside one of my favorite uh, breakfast joints, Skyland, uh, on South Boulevard at Woodlawn <laughs> yeah. Road. Uh, but Beef and Bottle is awesome steakhouse. It's a staple of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Got to take my whole family. Oh, yeah. Knox even got to go. Not even two yet. He's eating steak at Beef and Bottle. Dropping some filet. The, our waiter, Matt, he was so nice. I was talking to him. He was one of 12. He said, y'all are almost on the way from Philadelphia. Whoa. He said, y'all eat a little different than we ate. <laughs> I said, man, this is a special occasion. Come on. But uh, my kids loved it. Uh, I mean, actually, two of my girls did say they, they think it is their favorite restaurant. So There's just something about that atmosphere. You can't they touch said it. That, and they said, we were talking about it on the way to school, talking about the ambiance. And, yeah. And it's just the service, the ambiance, the low ceilings, the... Everything about it. the food's delicious. The salads are awesome. How much? How much business do you think has exchanged hands in that restaurant? I mean, think about it. I mean, I anybody I, who's not from Charlotte, I like, took, you got to go to Beef and Bottle. I mean, I took Rowan for about ten thousand last night. You so. got her. <laughs> got her. <laughs> I guess we're doing good. No, I'm kidding. Are you Rowan's my child? <laughs> are you? Uh, are you? Are you watching the Olympics? I haven't, man. I don't know. I don't have the interest I used to have. Reagan and I were talking about that. Yeah, I I I, I like watching the snowboarding and skiing and the figure Scarlet's and the figure skating. So we've been, been catching good. catching some figure skating. We've got some pretty good American figure skaters out there. That's great. I just can't. I remember fifteen twenty years ago we were all excited. We there was five days, yeah. four days, and it's been going on about five, five or six days now, and hadn't caught it yet. We watched some eighteen eighty three. Yeah, and I gotta watch Ted Lasso again I, I, with I, my kids. Season two, we haven't got. We gotta catch oh. season two. So I was telling Tom and Gene, I'm gonna give a shout out to my 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 father-in-law, mother-in-law. They, they binge watch. They're both retired. All they do is binge watch these shows now. Nah, I'm kidding. He plays golf all the time. Uh, but I was telling them they they listened to the show. They went to the mountains the other day. Took Knox with them, my two-year-old. And listen to uh, a couple episodes. We were talking about Ted Lasso. So they, that was Saturday. They were telling me about it. it. Was Saturday afternoon. They came back from the mountains. And they were talking. Listen to three shows. I think I talked about yeah. getting my kids yeah. to watch Lasso. I started talking about it. They started it Saturday night. Watched it all day Sunday. Finished the whole thing. It's that good. I said, "Was it not the best show you ever seen?" They said, "Ah, oh, it was good." I said, "Come on." It's awesome. Now you, you, I started watching it after we talked about on the radio show as well. But talking about, you mentioned about if you want an example of a positive human being, I mean that guy. I mean, wow. He just—it's a life lesson, man. Yeah, he's I think cool. it's. I think uh, David Greer's our guest today. B and W Fiberglass. Uh, Tr- Brent's it's not Trent. Brent, one of my very best friends, YPO forum mates, uh, COO. And he's got a little lasso in him, I think. I think so. Definitely has has the accent and to boot. The, the demeanor, you know. Yep. He looks like he coaches an old bumpkin football team <laughs> down in Low State, South Carolina. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, we got David Greer when we return. Patrick is glad to have you. I thought we were going to miss you today. It's so <laughs> great you made it to <laughs> the studio. You. Thank you. Uh, and we'll talk a little more about Clemson, Carolina when we return. David Greer, BNW Fiberglass. You're listening to At Home with Roby.
Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Man, I had fun chiding you on the first segment about being late today. <laughs> Am I getting old? It's pretty funny. I guess I'm getting old because I used to be all running like a chicken with my head cut off, and now I'm, I'm pretty much on time. Well, but it's for the difference between you is you'd easily let me know you were running late. I'm just sitting here in La La Land. Well, I respect my peers. <laughs> yeah. You're like, where are you at? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, you, uh, well you, got, you got another South Carolina boy here. I know. I know. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Mr. Mr. David Greer, how you doing, man? Not bad. How you boys doing? Doing good. Well, we are doing very well today, other than Patrick's tardy. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing this all show. It, Everybody knows that uh, that we record this during the week's pre-recorded. Patrick's going down to watch Clemson Tar Heels basketball game tonight with his pops. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that turned out that we talked a little bit on the first segment. I don't know why we started doing this, but it, it's been a tradition over the last seven or eight years. And, and the, I'll tell you what's funny. The first game we went to is at Chapel Hill, and you your team was really good. In typical, Clemson was really bad. And I wore like the most hideous orange sweater you've ever seen, and I think I was the only piece of orange in like four sections. And these guys were just—I mean, I was just getting ribbed the whole time. They were throwing cheese blocks at you. They were not happy. Uh, but what was funny is like Clemson was tied at the half, and I'm like, all right, we got a chance. I'm going to get killed if we win. And the Carolina went on like a 30-0 run, and uh, so that's why my dad likes to go. He likes to see me suffer and you all triumph. I mean, Kenny Smith used to make some runs like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, David, you're a fellow Tar Heel. Or I mean, Tar Heel, sorry. A fellow Tiger, correct? Well, or or you root for him. Fan. I actually went to the Citadel. I actually yep. needed a little more structure in my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I decided to go down to Charleston and uh, do my four years service down there. And I enjoyed every second of it. But, yeah, I'm originally from Greenville, South Carolina, uh, born and raised. Uh, you know, grew up, like I said, a big Clemson fan, but I went social and was has been in kind of manufacturing ever since that point, um, nonstop. So it's been a good it's been a good ride for me for sure. Let me ask you a question. Trent's being so gracious to me being twenty minutes late. What would happen at the Citadel if you were twenty minutes late for a meeting? You probably wouldn't see the outside of those gates for about three or four weeks. So you would not Ooh. want to be late to any function whatsoever down there. Well, you were telling some story about when you went first went to the, to the Citadel. I can't I can't remember about how how it was a, a shock to you, but you you adapted well. You carry yourself like I mean, you got you got a pretty good posture. Yeah, you keep your hair hair tight. I mean, there's no doubt. It's, uh, that's one thing you know. The the textile company I worked for actually after school I was with um oh, Milliken for almost twenty years. And uh, the culture they bred there was very similar to the Citadel. That's good. Uh, in respect of, you know, or organizational structure, reporting up through structure. So I think it helped me tremendously from that standpoint. And then obviously, I think there's, I hate to say, the way you keep yourself and the way you uh, want to you want to be perceived is uh, is a big factor in how, you, and how, how successful you can or can't be. We we say I mean our, our our world perception is reality right I mean that's that's the way it is so you you've been at, you were at Milliken kind of walk us through your career path there I know Milliken hires a lot of folks from local South Carolina schools right out of college I had a couple of buddies that that started their career there as well but uh, um, kind of walk us through that because Milliken's a really fascinating company for for those that aren't really familiar with it 
Yeah, Millican's it, it, it's amazing, and some of the opportunities I had at Millican were uh, they will never be replicated. Uh, so what it was, I finished in 1999 the Citadel, went to work, and I worked in pure manufacturing for probably the first seven eight years. And I was all the way from a process engineer, which is really functional in the process. But then also then you move into people management, and then I went into supply chain management. And then I had the opportunity, Milliken actually started a consulting company um, after Mr. Milliken stepped away because Mr. Milliken never wanted to sell a secret sauce. You know, he was very private, very secretive about what he did in, his, in the organization. And we paid a Japanese company called JIPM to come to the States and teach us how to become better manufacturers using the Toyota principles of manufacturing. And it's very organized, very driven, associate-driven, um, metric-driven, driving accountability. And Mr. Milliken stepped away, so we had a company called ConAgra, who I'm sure you guys have heard of, came yeah. to us and said, listen, we need help becoming better manufacturers. And we're like, we, we make textiles, we can't help you with food. And they went away. And then probably about six months later, they came back and said, listen, we need help. What is it going to cost us? And the sales guy that was talking to him at the time said it's going to cost $1.5 million. And they struck Milliken a check for $1.5 million. And, and just like that, we we're in the consulting we business. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, from that point going forward, we uh, three of us started developing materials, and we actually started engaging with ConAgra. And I, you know, from that point forward, I I toured probably thirty of the probably forty to fifty ConAgra facilities, and uh, we did an entire implementation. Traveled for five years. And we went from three consultants to when I left the business, about 68 consultants. Wow. Holy smokes. Man, that is, that is cool. So how did you and Brent become so close when you, uh, th- through doing business together? Because I know Brent. Uh, yeah. I, I'm from Charlotte. I'm from the river. I not, didn't know what Milliken was until Brent started bragging about Milliken 10 oh, yeah. years ago when we started hanging out and I was riding through South Carolina. Well, but you, Roger Milliken, I mean, I, I know you could probably tell a lot of he's a legend in South yeah. Carolina, right? I mean, just, I mean, the, the guy is, uh, I mean, all kinds of just amazing things about what he did and how he did it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, David, you, I don't know what you can and can't share, but uh, but just from the outside looking in, it's pretty fascinating. Well, I mean, I'll say this in a pretty blanket statement. If everybody was like Roger Milliken, we would have very, very few problems in this world. Um, wow. He was. He was a manufacturing person. One of the most impressive things that I always thought was um, at the core of him was if you don't have a middle class, you will not have a business. And he was a firm believer. He believed in automation and all those other things, but he also knew he had to have associates working and getting good paychecks that were able to go back and buy all the goods that we were making. And Milliken makes everything from – the chemicals that go in the ponds at Augusta National make them green to airplane or um, helicopter fuel cells to mod bit roofing to fire retarded clothes to polar techs. I mean, it's the, the gamut of things they make is unbelievable. But Mr. Milliken was always so involved in the day-to-day business of his company, and that's what he lived for. And uh, he was, you know, you look at his morals, you look at his moral compass, which was amazing. You look at his work ethic, which was amazing. He's just a very, very special person that I don't think will ever come back around. Wow. Mm. Is, is, cool? 
is most of Milliken's uh, production and manufacturing in South Carolina, or ha- is it is it broader? I'd than say that? probably seventy percent. I'd say it's probably eighty percent is in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Okay, with majority of that being in South Carolina. Then they do have facilities in Europe. They do have facilities in China now. Um, and then they have some chemical locations, and they've expanded over the last couple of years with acquisitions as well. Wow, that's awesome! That is so cool. It's, there's probably about nine. The last number, you know, you know, and it's, this is public numbers around nine thousand people in the company. Um, but again, they continue to grow and continue to do a lot of good M and A work as well. Are 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 there, are there Millican still in the business? Believe it or not, and this is kind of a. a I'm sure there's probably better details to the story, but in the late 90s, Mr. Milliken took a group out to one of his vacation homes, and when I say a group, it was a group of lawyers. They huddled up for several weeks, and no Millikens are actually involved in the company other than the board of directors. And for a Millican person to be involved in the day-to-day operations, they had to be invited back in by the board of directors because Mr. Milliken felt that he was the third generation. And most privately held companies don't last more than three generations. He wanted to last forever being privately held. So that's the reason Millikens are not involved in the day-to-day operations. Wow. Hey, uh, uh, Kempton Schwab was on here. He said every business in the whole history of time – has had an exit, uh, whether it's voluntary, sale, go out of business, yeah. or what have you. Man, that was good. That is cool, uh, David. We got to go pay some bills. Uh, I want to hear about the business that BW Fiberglass is doing with Milliken and doing to combat the supply chain issue, and and how how you join forces with Brent. Will you hang around with us for a few minutes? I would love to. All right, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Our guest today is David Greer from Bree and W Fiberglass. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. If you missed the last couple of segments, uh, you will hear that I was late. Uh, and you would hear from David Greer, more importantly, uh, who's reminiscing about his time spent at, at a legendary company in South Carolina, uh, Milliken Trent, and talking a little bit about uh, his his dealings with Roger Milliken, who who is a legend in the state of South Carolina, probably in the in the whole manufacturing world, I would imagine. But David, you, you spent some time there, and and I think Trent alluded to it at the break, right before the break. We wanted to get into sort of what you're doing now uh, with Brent uh, over over at your new gig. Uh, so what it was, Brent and I probably known each other 10 to 12 years, uh, about as long as I've known Trent, to be honest with you. It's pretty scary. But um, <laughs> I was purchasing, I was actually using Brent's raw materials, meaning I was using his glass, both in bobbin form and bean form. And what I was doing with it is I was converting it into tape products. I was also converting it into um, flexible ductwork products. Like you've ever seen the geometric pattern in flexible duct. That's all fiberglass. Very familiar. And with that. then, yep. And then also mod bit roofing, which they use mod bit roofing really in the Northeast. Um, so it's that 36 inch asphalt coated roofing, highly reinforced. So we put a fiberglass, Brent's fiberglass, and then they would coat it with asphalt or a scrim and uh, make a roof out of it. The crazy thing is, 
BW Fiberglass, I mean, it's a fiberglass business. You go in there. I, I've talked about this. Brent, yeah. Brent's been on the show several times. Go back and listen to the old shows if you hadn't caught Brent Beeson, B&W Fiberglass. Is the, the amount of things that fiberglass goes into to make strong and still malleable. Uh, it, it's a it's an amazing product, and and I go down there where you're at today down in Shelby at at, at y'all's headquarters, and it's it, I, I said said this before I'll say it again. It reminds me of being a kid working in. We did some work in the mills where the close family would have the cotton mills and and produce produce clothing or or fire you know cotton fiber. Uh, and it, it looks so similar uh to me but it's amazing so so now you're so now you're heading up the operations over there man what a great time to join the forces over here covid way to go david (laughs) yeah luckily brent didn't run me off because they're about three weeks after i started was when the world shut down so um luckily he, he he held on to me for a little while but um yeah one thing about bw fiberglass is when you say you work in fiberglass, the only thing people really think about is the Pink Panther and fiberglass insulation. Yeah, you're right. And it's so much more than that. You know, I would bet you, you probably touch one of our products, in all honesty, one of our products five to ten times a day and don't even realize it, um, whether it be in a tape, whether it be in a reinforcement of some kind. You know, I used to always put um, Brent's fiberglass into women's plates. You know, the 500-meter or 550-meter windmill blades. So it goes into just so many things. And kind of like you said, it's what reinforces that you never see. So that's what's so interesting about it. You know, our work here is amazing. One thing we stress around here is we try to explain to people what they're making and what it goes into because they don't even know that. Uh, so that's the reason we have really made some big investments in doing more customer displays and customer awareness so they really understand the impact they're making in the world. Well, I think that's a. I mean, we we were joking. We always like to have business lessons, but that's a really good business lesson. I mean, you're you're involving every associate in the in the process, right? I mean, they get to touch and feel and see. Hey, this goes into a, you know, a pain. I mean, or it's a, a yeah, it's a, it's a a panel that goes in an iPhone, right? It's a it's a fender on a car or something. It's a like he said, it's a it's a clad window that we use a lot of, uh, or the du- flexible ductwork, the, the ductwork, right. the tape, all kind of things. It's crazy. Well, and also enables them to have pride in what they're doing because yes. they can talk to their family, they can show their family. Well, you know, this is what I make it work. This is what I do, and you want them to be proud because this day and age, there's so much competition out there for a workforce. Everybody, and, and we are firm believers that pay doesn't solve everything. Yep. And the more you can show people and make them proud of what they're doing and be be part of the community, you are, you have a better chance of keeping some of those good folks like you really, really want. Nah, I, I, I'm surprised. I, I literally thought you had, had worked with Brent for a year. So you're coming up on two years now. That's right, almost two years, to be honest with you. Well, it's pretty funny because what you said, our COO, uh, David McGuire, one of my lifetime best friends, started in July. He started July 1st, 2008. <laughs> so wow. I'm, I'm surprised he made it through the fall. 
<laughs> I'm not. He's being silly. Come on now. No, I, I'm uh, joking. Dave, but, Dave's done well. But you, you talk about uh, being proud. I mean, pride. That's a. We we are in a very similar line of work. The difference is, is that you know, especially on the on the construction side, you get to you have this beautiful finished product that blood, sweat, and tears went in. I mean, one of our core values is pride. I mean, just having that. I thought. I think you said it right. I mean, I get excited when when I get to show my family a project we work on and, and I, I feel like our teammates are the same way. Um, but you've really like made something that, Hey, I'm sitting here making this, I'm making yarn all day or what, or, or fiber all day. I don't get a chance to see it. Well, like Trent said, it's in the back of an iPhone. I mean, I think everybody wants to bore their kids with cool things that they do at work. I mean, that's part of it. There's no, there's no doubt whatsoever. I mean, every time our our folks drive down the road and they see the underskirts of an 18-wheeler. They can say, our product goes into that. Every time they have a family member, somebody open up an Amazon box, they can say, you know what, that's that's probably glass from BWS Fiberglass. Yeah. And it just enables them to have conversation pieces. And it's so many, and I especially say this with, new, with kids we're hiring this day and age, it's not about just an eight-to-five job. They want to see what kind of impact they're making. They want to see how they're Bingo. affecting the world. And the more we can sell that, and not sell, but express that and share that with folks, we're really we're going to be more successful. Well, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it seems like the younger the workforce, the more they yearn to be part of something bigger than they than themselves, which is really cool to see, actually. Um, but, but also, I mean... David, people drive by your facility all the time. If you've ever gone through Shelby on your way to Asheville or one of those locations, you're just, once you get kind of through Shelby proper, right there on the right. I mean, you guys have a beautiful facility, but I mean, people listening to the show, it probably like, oh, yeah, I know where that is now. B&W, it's BWF on the sign, but BW Fiberglass, it's just, I mean, you guys are, are very, very visible. Well, and that, you know, you've got to attribute that to Brent's dad. Brent's dad had the vision of what he wanted, and this is no, this is more than just a manufacturing facility. We have areas around it where our associates can walk. We have a beautiful lake down on the on the site, and it really it is, is a atmosphere that you want to enjoy coming to. Um, and that's one thing we we express because I tell people all the time: you're with your work family more than you're with your home family most yes. of the time. So you want it to be a place that you're proud to come. You want to work with people that you want to be around, and that's something we strive to do. Nah, it's man, make atmosphere. It's great. I mean, hearing you talk, you know, you're fast become one of one of my best friends, and I I hear Brent always talk about you, uh, you know, and, and excited about ha- having a teammate and an ally like you in the business that has the operational excellence uh, that, you know, what he brought to the business for his dad, really. And, and now and now you and him are working together. I think it's really cool uh, that y'all have joined forces, and I'm excited about see see where you go and see your uh, – We need to get back down your there. Your fingerprint. I've been down. I have too. I've fished on the pond with my kids. It's been a couple years, uh, and, and y'all got to – pine tree forest down there yeah, it's really I, cool i've but, heard uh, heard about the, I, I went with you down there to visit bill you had to pay a yeah. gambling debt y'all oh, bet a no, hundred no, bucks no, on no, the football no. game i believe but uh it is a beautiful facility bill, I need to get back bill, down there bill never gambled that's a that's a fault <laughs> god god rest his soul uh yes, sir. bill beeson passed away several years ago but he was he was he knew what was going on in that fiber, fiber he was awesome world, yeah so. well one of the kings of it so. w- well, David, I'm going to talk a little bit about you in the last segment because me and you were hanging out, 
And uh, my seventh annual bonfire uh, for for pops we had this year. You you actually drove up and uh, and brought your oyster roasting equipment and roasted some oysters. I'll it talk a little awesome. bit. Of, but it, but it's so, so so put together. The, you get out the truck. You, I mean, you got you, it's so uniform, and, and it's just how you carry yourself in your business and your life. And I appreciate I appreciate that uh, as a friend and, and an ally out here, buddy. Well, it was my pleasure, and again, it was a great time, great, great, uh, great fellowship. And uh, you can't, you can't beat a good oyster roast. Nah, no, nah, you, you know how to do it. So, how can people look up B and W? Obviously, the website B and W Fiberglass. Um, it's a very good uh, display of all the things we do, and uh, please check it out. Well, thanks, David, for being here. Uh, Godspeed to you, man. Y'all be safe. Y'all have a great afternoon. All right, brother. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with what's your Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Trent's got his head bob. You got the head bob. That's working. a good song. It is T- a good song. TJ's throwing in the mix. It makes me feel like I just felt for 20 minutes with David Greer. You felt real euphoric. Positive. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of South Carolina, the the lower half of not today of greatness. Not, not, not today. He's not. <laughs> no, man. We got a basketball game. Man, today. I watched oh, the man. Duke Carolina game oh. Saturday night. I don't. Oh. Y'all can beat us too. Oh man, who cares? Yeah, go I, Hubert. I root for Hubert. I like Hubert Davis a lot. I think he'll be great. Yeah, it's going to take some gonna time. He's going to be fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, David, this guy, you, you were talking about the oyster roast. It, you alluded to it a little bit at the end, but my man has a legit operation. Well, it's a bonfire. It's, it's the bonfire well, I know, for I my him. dad. Well, yeah. It, you know, it started after he, he passed, and the, his funeral was after Christmas, and I saw all these old friends come through the reception line, and we talked about how we used to have fires and, and hang out and party at, at dad's house growing up, and... It was more like, hey man, bring you got a Christmas tree, just dry, bring it over, and we'll 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 have a fire. So that was seven years ago. God rest your soul, Ron. Uh, both Brent and Ron, uh, Brent, Brent and me, you know, are, are, had great fathers, and yeah. you got a great father. You can go hang out with him, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but that's how it started, and then and now David, we we got an oyster component to it now i mean <laughs> now it's a bonfire oyster ro- firework display but yeah fireworks it well i won't get you in i think trouble. the fireworks have gotten better but they're I, a little less they, it's not really the it's it's the surprise that the fireworks are going off i think that that gets most people's heart Every, pumping everything is a backdrop is the best <laughs> yeah it's the fiber glass behind the technology that drives the product. Well, you know, in, in talking about uh, the BW, when we, when you and I went down there, I think they were actually making the the, the, the stuff for the tape that Amazon uses, and it just the way they tell the story. I mean, I, I it was wonderful. I mean, it was really Brent. Brent was out there, and he, you know, he's calibrating machines and and making sure things are going the right way. I mean, it was really impressive. Well, Brent's an engineer. Oh, I know. I mean, David's an engineer <laughs> yeah. too. Obviously, you can hear the way he talks. That whole business, you got to be an engineer, but. But 
Well, you put a generator in Brent's house, right? He's he, a generator he technician, to, too. Yeah, he likes to tell you, <laughs> he likes to call you and tell you, walk me through it, I'm going to fix it for you. Uh, well, he, he, he walks you through it? He and I are, are a lot alike in that regard, that we like to fix things, but the difference is that he actually can do it, and I can't. <laughs> nah, he knows what's going on. I yeah, mean, he's sharp. You know, his dad had worked, you know, years and years in corporate America. Then I think his dad uh, retired, went to went to the Middle East, helped help build uh, for for uh, royal family, helped help build some fiberglass plants. Uh, came back home, could have retired again, and started a little a little shop, uh, fiberglass business, fiberglass yarn, and. Uh, I mean, go back and listen to Brent's show. It's been a year or two. I mean, I think four or five people uh, max when Brent joined the business coming out of Clemson, and he brought all that engineer technology, knowledge, process to the business. And uh, I, I don't know. And then he 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 was able to work with his father, and then and now now he's got David Greer alongside, mm-hmm. and, and they've taken it to the next level. I think it's awesome. Yeah, they just the limited amount of time I spent with them at your. I mean, they seem to get in yang really, really well. Yeah, they do. I think it's it's really fun to watch when when good teams like that come together. Well, I, I'm gonna give you a compliment, Patrick. It's good to have mature uh, people alongside of you that think alike, the principle to like uh, ethically and, and faithfully, and uh, and your peers and friends and family. I mean, it is it's a family business, and I see that with David and Brent. I, I have that with you, with you and and Matt and Dave McGuire, David Baird. I mean, the whole team. Travis, yeah, Travis for sure. I mean, keep going. So, uh, well, you know, it, it does. I mean, that's a good business lesson, Trent. What you just said right there is that. I mean, we we joke around. I think I read an old book that that someone had recommended to me, and it was called uh, Blue Fisher. And um, this guy has a has a test, and it's called the it's called the chug test. And not saying anybody's going to chug a beer, but he was like, if I wouldn't chug a beer with somebody, I don't need him in my business. Which basically means if I don't have, he's, he's joking. But if he's talking about the, the th- same thing you just said, if you don't have the same principles and beliefs, there's going to be friction and problems. Well, I agree with that. But when I was growing our business, coming out of college and working fourteen hours yeah. a day, I wanted everybody to work fourteen hours a day. I wanted. I wanted everybody to 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 be uh, let's call it more homogenous. I mean, not not pro outwardly, but the, but as you grow, you need different personalities. You but at, you're just talking about the underlying the fabric core values. of who they are, yeah. their core values. Yeah. Uh, I used to always say, man, if I wouldn't hang out with them in high school, I don't, I don't work. <laughs> well, that doesn't work because I only have one friend. So I got a very small company. I wouldn't it's have me, any friends. It's me, myself, and Reagan. And Reagan, you know I, I mean? say, you and got we, Reagan. And we have a no spouse rule, so that's messed up. So there's me and me and Travis hung out, I guess. That's y'all, how, that's y'all be all having we y'all be having board meetings down riding to the carts at the airport. I hung out with my dad. <laughs> we we did do that a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, that's fun. But but no, I, I I agree with that. I think that uh, I think that you you're. Business people, I mean, Jim Collins talks a little bit about they should be your family, and you should you mm-hmm. should love them, and you should. Dad used to always say, "We're we're in a dem- high demand market, and I would always want high demand a bull market." And he'd say, "Son, sometimes it's better fighting for your life with your friends than it is ha- have having all your employees, your subs, and your vendors and your suppliers telling you what they're going to do." 
and you have no control. So uh, kind of to that, I don't know. Dave, David Greer, what a guest. B&W Fiberglass, I root for him so hard. Uh, Brent and David are both dear friends of mine. Um, so check them out. And uh, thanks for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Listen, go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Pass it on. Thanks for joining us on the At Home with Roby Show.